1: Welcome to Wednesdays with Wombat, with your
0: host, Toby McKinnon. Welcome
1: back to Trots Life. It is your Wednesday edition with Toby McKinnon and I've been looking forward to having this person on for an, for a quite some time, actually. Graeme McDermott. Graeme, firstly, mate, uh, how are you and whereabouts are you today?
0: Uh, I'm well, thank you, Toby. I'm actually inside at the moment, um, watching the cricket, filling in a bit of time before um, yeah, I got a chance to speak to you.
1: Yeah, very good. Now, I don't know where, where to start uh, with you. Maybe I'll go back. Were you at the Inter Dominion in 1985 when Pro Chevalier
0: won? Yeah, I was certainly was.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure you would have been pretty well connected to a horse on that occasion.
0: Yeah, that's right. Um, from memory, the uh, the crowds were packed, and um, I don't know how well you remember all the grandstands there at uh, Mini Valley, but um, there was a bit of a uh, bit of a walkway on the side steps to get up to the top level of the grandstand, and uh, that was the only place I could watch it from was outside the grandstand on the steps there. But uh, but yeah, my dad had a horse in there, and um, he probably didn't have the best of luck but um yeah ran a nice six for memory
1: but um yep. but yeah it was a great night yeah he was a great horse gosh and there's a yeah. greyhound go- was going around about a year or so ago named gosh and every time it came back he brought back these great memories of he was just a really good horse wasn't he, he won a south Australia cup and and just ran a lot of great races gosh
0: yeah he did he actually uh for memory he, he ran a lot of very good force in, in a lot of big races and yeah. um I think Adam Lang drove him one day for dad in the Victoria Cup. Um, That's right. Whatever it was called back in the day. And, and he only just uh, missed out on winning that race. Um, I forget what year it was, but I'm pretty sure Rupert Lee um, beat him that, that particular night. But, um, but yeah, gosh, with a great horse for sure. Oh, on this day,
1: many, many, many years ago, he actually went to Leeton and won a won a thousand dollar free for all at Leeton. Did you go to Leeton? You would have been about I don't know fourteen or something. Did you go to Leeton for that trip?
0: No, I didn't. Um, <laughs> he, he was he was actually owned in Leeton by uh, Max Charlton, and um, ah, I, I think I think the theory was that, that particular night that I'm not sure what the track record was, but I think he wanted to have Max wanted his horse to um to try and break the track record and, and that his horse was the uh, the record holder that particular night. So I think that was the theory way back then as to why he raced there for that yeah, that sort of money anyway.
1: Yeah, I looked at it and thought it was curious because you had, mm. I thought, oh, you must have had a horse in the breeder's plate or something, but there was no horse at the breeder's plate or anything.
0: No, that's right. No, I'm sure it was just a hit-and-run sort of visit. Um, I can't even remember what, what sort of field it was that particular night, but um, I, I guess at Leeton they needed to be pretty good to uh, to beat a horse like him anyway back then. Yeah,
1: 100%. Now,
0: mm. we'll get into some,
1: some more of horses of yours. You, you've trained the 150 winners in, in your own right, and a number mm. of them are, are wikeries, W-A-I-K-R, K-A-R-E, which originated yeah. with a, with a with an accountant from Dubbo, uh, Ron Robert Rich, who Absolutely. yeah, were you associated with him and and have you just followed the name along that that he used the Waikari name?
0: Yeah, look, we've certainly followed on the name just because of of that breed that that Ron Rich um began way, you know way back when he did um I believe uh, Waikari originates in New Zealand. It's a place in New Zealand, and yep. once once on holidays there. He must have just liked the name. So he named his farm in Dubbo, you know, Waikari, his farm. And oh, yeah. um, whatever horse he bred from then on was Waikari, yeah, whatever it was at the time, yeah.
1: So, yeah, he was, uh, this is the in the 1950s, there was a mare called Social Rhapsody, had 13 foals, and they were all mm-hmm. Waikaris. Queen Dell had four, and uh, there was a number of them anyway. They were the foundation mares that basically all these Waikaris go back to.
0: Yeah, okay. No, you, you probably know more about it than me, I think, Toby. But um, um, I think um, Ron Rich was probably one of Dad's first owners way back in the day when he was just a farmer in uh, in parks in New South Wales. And, yeah, um, yeah I, I guess he had quite a bit of success with the Waikari sort of family that, that Ron sort of bred uh, with. And, um, yeah, sort of sentiment got involved. And, yeah, we've we sort of kept the name going.
1: So your dad was in parks, was he? I didn't know that. And then you, yeah. what, what he moved down to to Victoria at what stage?
0: Yeah, Well, um, well, we moved to Victoria when I was poor, so that that's a very long time ago because I'm an old man these days. 40, 46 um, years ago, roughly. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and um, so, so Dad was basically a full-time farmer just outside of parks. Um, like, he was originally from Artleth and, um, you know, when when he was born and, and that sort of thing, and, yeah, grew up in the Riverina. So, yeah. Um, I'm not sure how he moved from uh Artleth and the Riverina at, you know, over to Parks but um he, he was sort of a more than a, a part time sort of horse trainer while he was farming, but um he must have got some nice horses way back then and he would have a hit and run sort of trip down to the uh the showgrounds in Melbourne and um yeah, yeah one day he just decided he'd take it up full time and give it a go and um we were stabled down at the bottom of Ken Pocock's property just opposite the uh the trotting track at Bendigo and um yeah. I think what was a hit and run sort of visit turned into be a permanent one.
1: Yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah, that's how you grew up basically.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it probably it was until um when I was about sixteen I, I got into horses a bit more seriously, I guess. Um I sort of got dragged to um I think it was the end of Dominion after uh Melbourne in eighty five up to Brisbane. Yeah. Um I I hadn't really I didn't really know how to drive a horse, you know, that well at all, but um, I weren't very quickly to, um, you know, drive in fast work on our trip up to Brisbane. Um, Dad took a truckload up, up there for the uh, the carnival, and, um, yeah, that kind of had me hooked from, uh, from there on.
1: And you've been doing horses ever since since then, basically.
0: Yeah, basically. I certainly kept going to school until I finished year 12, and um, I was probably a bit sick of school uh, by the end of year 12. and. I was going to have a year off and then sort of um, make up my mind what I was going to do, but um, I think deep down I, I kind of knew it was going to be uh, horse-related anyway. So, so yeah, I've been uh, been in the horse industry ever since. You you still do a bit of braking? Yeah, I probably probably 50/50 50, 50 would be breaking young ones and and you know just just race horses, I guess. So yeah, um, yeah, I, I certainly enjoy the um, you know the the breaking in and, and sort of education side of it. I guess um, it's good to sort of see you know what you get from. You know, just, you know, probably just being able to handle them to begin with and then, yeah, get them into the cart and teach them how to pace or trot and, um, you know, follow their progress if they don't stay with me, of course. And, um, yep. yeah, you give it, a, give it a, a bit of a buzz when you get a good one.
1: Yeah, 100%. Now, we've got you because it's bred week and you're either going to hate hearing this or it might bring back some memories. But I don't know if i found them all either, but Veli SJ ran second in a three-year-old Vic bred, Garshaway ran second in a three-year-old and fourth in a four-year-old. Wykary yeah. Patricia ran third in a three-year-old Vic Bread and fifth in the four-year-old. She won a platinum as well. Yeah. Aristocat Aristocrat ran fifth in a three-year-old when $4 favorite. Just 10 Trumps ran tenth as a four-year-old. Lucky Lumbo ran eighth as a four-year-old. And there's one other, Romeo's Castle, who had a couple of cracks for a sixth and a tenth. You've had a yeah. lot of good horses make a Vic Bread final. You've never cracked it for a success, though. It'd be... It's, is it a race that you just love to get once? <laughs> oh,
0: I would love to get just once for sure. Um, I think Valiesto was probably my best chance. He uh, he he led in a final and, and really got away with a, a good trip, but um, there was a horse outside him that got pulling and maybe just took a bit of the sting out of him. But I thought that was my night, um, that particular night. But, um, yeah, I seem to be able to make these finals, but, um, yeah, don't really trouble the scorer when it comes to trying to win one at the minute.
1: No, well, I thought you would have said Romeo Castle was probably your best chance. He he was probably the best horse of all of those. He won the size classic and he went on right through. He raced at top levels as a two- and three-year-old and four-year-old,
0: won an Ararat Cup as well. Yeah, yeah, he, he was certainly the best horse I've trained. Um, yeah, he was a great horse for me. Um, I think in the years that he made the finals, though, um, there were just horses in it that I think he he probably was... I'm you know, not going to beat on the night unless there you know, was a bit of bad luck for the uh, the more favoured horses than him. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I certainly probably would have cherished him winning a, a good race um, just because of how good he was to me, for sure.
1: Now, Waikary Maxwell, I, I took notice of this horse at his very first start. At, uh, I was actually at Geelong and... You went about four back defence, and I'd actually watched him in the warm up. I like watching him when they're having their first run, particularly trotters in the warm up. And he just trotted really nicely. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. he he just went along on the inside there at Geelong, and he wasn't really ready for it, I don't think, in in that preparation. But but he got a little bit better, and uh, then you brought him back earlier this year from May to July. He had the seven starts, one win, four placings. He it was a much improved horse, and then. You've brought him back again this prep, and he looks like he's improved again. He's just that sort of horse that looks like he's just needed that time.
0: Yeah, he uh, he was very revvy early days, and um, I think you're pretty right. Um, based on his his first run at Geelong, like he he got over racing that particular night, but that was sort of just him. It wouldn't take much to upset him, and yeah. you know, any, anything would upset him way back then. But he's just got better and better and better, and I still don't think he's going to be a... A megastar by any any chance, but um, yeah, he certainly got better with every preparation, and probably his last start was nearly one of you know one of his best runs, I think. But um, yeah, yeah ho- hopefully he can keep improving. Um, you know, he, he probably lacks a little bit of everything to be a, like a top horse. Uh, a bit of speed, you know, probably needs to stay a bit better, and you know perhaps the ability is not quite there at the moment. But um, he, he certainly kept improving. So yeah, fingers crossed if he can just keep um, trending that way, who knows.
1: Yeah, it's interesting you say he needs to stay a bit better because i've I've got a a note down here when I watch him it looks like he needs another lap like he he just looks like he just trot away at that sort of tempo for a whole another lap if that makes sense
0: yeah look um he he in most of his runs where he's he's had he's probably been exposed you know fit, You a know, fair away from home it it has felt like his run has perhaps ended. Getting close to the finish, where you know probably his last start. You know, yeah. I, I was expecting the same sort of thing, but he, he felt like if he had another hundred metres, he might have nearly um, won won that big red heat. Maybe, but um, yeah, there's certainly genes in his um, in his makeup that, that suggests he, he could become a, a fair stayer at some point. But um, but yeah, I just think he needs needs to improve in just all, all in those little areas. And um, yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully he might get there one day. Well, he improved sort
1: of probably 20%, 25% every preparation, I'd say. So maybe yeah. maybe it's just another preparation, and, and then he's not far off sort of that country, that lower-end country cup level, really.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, you know, I, I suppose you've got a dream, and hopefully that, that'll, that'll keep happening, I guess. But, um, but yeah, I'd just like him to, to show me that they've definitely got that sort of ability, and, um, yeah, then I might uh, start believing what you're telling me sort of thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You drive him so quietly as well. And obviously that's been the fizziness and, and educating him over the time. It's like you, every single start you're educating him. It's uh, sort of, Gavin Lang used to do that with young trotters as well. He just drive him so quiet early, never seemed to worry about winning a race early with a, with a young trotter. It was just all about the education.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's probably fair. I'm probably a conservative driver um, more so than than aggressive too. But um, yeah, it's really been just trying to teach him to learn how to race. Um, you know, like I, I sort of work them on their home on their own at home most of the time. And um, you know, yet yeah, when you sort of take them to the trials and then to the races, yet yeah, you try and help them. You know, understand a bit more. You know, by driving them the way I I like to try and drive them. Um, you know, without having a, a dead set plan, I suppose, and, until the race sort of starts. But um, yeah. But, yeah, I certainly try and look after them and and teach them to to run home and, yeah, become, you know, a better racehorse, um, you know, each time they go around. But, um, yeah, it's probably got a bit to do with, um, you know, I'm just a conservative sort of driver as well. And, um, yeah, I'd rather go home with, um, you know, perhaps not gutting them uh, in a run than, than the other way. Mm. Well,
1: I'm not sure, Graham. you're going to break through and win on Saturday night. Cravash Draw is a very nice horse, and there's a lot of good horses in this race, and you've got a bit of a sticky barrier draw, but you're in yeah. it once again, and you're a chance, and the four-year-old final in a year's time might be more suited to him.
0: Yeah, let's hope so. Well, like I, I think if he finished top five that'd that'd be great, um, just from a training uh trainer's per, perspective. Um yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think it's, it's certainly a strong race and Crash looks like he's um you know, almost there already sort of thing without the race being run. But um yeah, he he just needs no bad luck and yeah, we get every chance and yeah, if, if he could finish top five I'd be happy if he could run a place, um I think that'd be yeah, a great result.
1: Good on you, Graham. Thanks for coming on. And uh, I've been hoping to get you on some stage, so it was great to get you on the show.
0: No, great, Toby. Thank you for having me.
1: There's Graham McDermott, uh, a great family of the sport, and and his father, uh, his late father, Henry, as he was known, uh, a a legend of the sport, really, had a lot of great horses over many years, none better than that champion that was Gosh, running sixth in that historic. into Dominion final where it was a record crowd at Mooney Valley. Let's get a break away and we'll come back with Grant Forrest who's got best of bourbon in on Saturday night. And this one will be, I think it's a genuine chance. It was $81, which was huge overs.